I do not have a cold in case you're concerned about being around me. I am battling ragweed. Uh, years ago, I found out that there are nine different uh, uh, types or strands of ragweed in Dallas, and I'm allergic to six of them. So, um, and then you take the medicine, you feel worse than if you didn't take it, so it's that kind of no-win situation. So anyway, um, I love baseball. I really love baseball. Uh, I love it <laughs> I love it more than any other sport. Uh, it is not the easiest or the best to watch. It is not that exciting on television. I think golf wins that, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but that's just my, my, my love is baseball. I was very fortunate to have had uh, enough uh, athletic ability when I was younger to play uh, right up to um, uh, single A, if that means anything to you, in Cuba. Uh, and then, but then the exile brought me to the United States and that dream kind of got shattered. And the reason I say that to you <clears throat> is that we were in Washington, D.C., and we went to see the Washington Nationals play the Cleveland Indians, and any time that I have a chance to go and watch the big guys play, I go and uh, had a, a, a wonderful, great time. And then they played on TV, but it was a little too late. They were playing L.A., and two hours difference, I needed to go to bed and be back at work in the morning. So I wake up in the morning and... Uh, and put on uh, ESPN and other ones, and nobody's telling me what the score is. So Nancy comes into the den and says, what are you looking for? And I said, the score of the Nats and LA Dodgers. Quickly, without even any other sound occurring in that whole house, she says, Google it. I'm a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Uh, I like to print pictures instead of putting them on a flash drive. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, it, it just went like, well, I, hmm, it was a late game. I know people in the newspaper business need to sleep. But I was looking for the printed word so I could see the box scores and all that kind of stuff. And the reason that, again, I tell you about Google it is that we can find just about anything very quickly anywhere we look. YouTube or anything else will tell you, boom, boom, here it is. And it reminds me very much of the apostles turning to Jesus and saying, increase our faith right now. I want that now. Give me a quick fix. To which Jesus responds with a comment about take action on what you already believe. Now, please don't go home thinking that Jesus says you have no faith. He uses the mustard seed as an example. If you had a general example, not a a personal one with them. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could ask that mulberry tree with a very complicated root system, which we all know they have, to be uprooted and thrown into the water. You have faith, Jesus says, but you have to take action. You're not acting. A small amount of faith works wonders, but also you have to put that faith into action. What results are you seeking? You must act to reach them. So he also emphasizes how deadly it is to sit asking for more faith and not using what you already have. By doing what we know we need to do, our faith increases. And as the faith increases, we get to do things that we set out to do and even more. 
we all know the term going beyond the call of duty. And that's what Jesus says. When the person you hire, your, your handy person comes in after doing the work, and the next thing they're supposed to do is to set table, cook, and feed you. And you say, oh, no, no, sit down and I'll do that for you just because you did your regular job. Jesus says, no, no, no. That person needs to continue to do the work that they're set out to do. And it's an example to the apostles. You need to continue to do the work you've set out to do. Faith is a gift from God. We cannot buy it. <clears throat> we cannot generate it. It's given to us. And we, are, we have not received faith as a result of our upbringing. I'm, I'm grateful to my parents because we went to church every Sunday. And I traveled with my father to old uh, Havana uh, to a mission. Uh, and uh, he would do what was called a visitation to the Blessed Sacrament, for those of you who have that tradition in your past, where he would sit quietly in church and pray. There was no service going or anything, but the reserved sacrament was there as it is here. And he would always get up, put his hand in his pocket, give me a quarter, and I would run to the poor box and put it in. So he taught me not only to be still and pray, but also to give to the poor. Going beyond the call of duty. Faith has been assigned to us by God. And as such, we are to use it. We possess all the faith we need to get started in our work and our actions as apostles. Do you see yourself as an apostle? Because see, that's the, in some ways the hidden meaning of your confirmation or your reception, whether into the Roman Church, Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, Episcopal. That means when the bishop lays hands on you, the bishop then says, now you act on my stead, on my behalf. You are now a mini-apostle. So Jesus is speaking to all of us today. Grace comes from that relationship that we have with God. Again, you cannot buy grace as you cannot buy faith. But it's in that relationship that we have with God, that give and take, that ebb and flow that we have with him as we involve him in our lives through prayer, through works. Our faith will expand to fit our needs. God will always give us enough faith to triumph over life's obstacles. Life will not stop. Life will continue to propose and present to us obstacles, and it is in God's grace and God's faith that we overcome those. If we live lives without purpose, without commitment, you know, kind of superficial lives, we will never learn how it is or what happens when you overcome challenges. We will not be rooted in God's grace. If we do not need faith, we will never know faith. We need to be faithed. There's always enough faith, and God is the resource. Now, I know in the years that I've been around the church, the organized church, that there's some churches, and I'm sure you've seen this, that do not take 
the steps. They don't venture out to do great works for God. They seem to be afraid of failing. If God gives us faith and he gives us grace, the greater the need, the greater the faith. That's why I wanted to go back and read that other collect, because he has the word running. We are running to achieve that which God wants us to do. And I think that's part of, of Jesus' uh, impending need to tell the apostles, get up and go do something. The problem with the apostles is not lack of faith, but fear of action. It's almost like paralysis of analysis. You think about it long enough, you won't get anything done. If you measure and remeasure and measure and remeasure and never cut, you will continue to measure and remeasure forever. Some of us want a clear sign that God is in command. I wanted a sign to take to the commission of ministry to let them know that God was not leaving me alone, that God wanted me to be ordained a priest. And I wish I could have had something tangible to show them. And my fantasy was that as I was driving my little Toyota Tercel on LBJ that a beam of light would come down and flip it over. And as the first responders got there to take care of me, a beam of light would continue and the voice of God would say, Renee, I want you to be my priest. That would have been awesome. I would have had witnesses to take to the commission of ministry and say, these guys and gals heard it. I'm supposed to be doing this. But it didn't happen. It did not happen. I chose to not remain immobile or passive. I continued, I struggled, I failed at times, but I think my faith and convictions had feet. Last night somebody, as they left, said that in her family, faith is described this way. Faith is courage with feet. And I said, may I use that tomorrow? She said, absolutely. So now I've done that. Albert Schweitzer, in 1935, addressing a graduating class of young boys, said the following, I do not know what your destiny will be. Some of you perhaps will occupy remarkable positions. Perhaps some of you will become famous by your pens or as artists. But I know one thing. The only ones among you who will really be happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. It does not take much faith to affect changes. The tiniest bit will do. Remember that mustard seed? The tiniest bit will do. But much of our fears and unhappiness comes from our own state of being frozen from lack of action. When we act on our faith, God will give us a recompense. And you know what that will be? More energy and more faith to do things greater than we set out to do. So if you, in your prayers, ever say to Jesus, increase my faith, do not be surprised if what you hear is increase your action and you will find faith that you never knew you had. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.